Welcome to the official ABA Law Student Podcast, where we talk about issues that affect law students and recent grads. From finals and graduation to the bar exam and finding a job, this show is your trusted resource for the next big step. You're listening to the Legal Talk Network. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the ABA Law Student Podcast. My name is Ashley Baker. I'm a 3L at Southern University Law Center, where I am the editor-in-chief of the Public Defender newspaper and a senior editor of the Journal of Race, Gender, and Poverty. I'm also a former delegate of communications with the ABA Law Student Division. Today, we have Ms. Dion Smith to give us advice on how to deal with the pressures of law school. Ms. Smith is a licensed professional counselor. She received her master's degree in community counseling from Wilmington College. Ms. Smith specializes in individual and group counseling in grief, depression, anxiety, thought disorders, and substance abuse. She is the owner of Made Whole Counseling LLC and Motivate Me D, which are both based in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Ms. Smith, thank you and welcome to the Law Student Podcast. Thank you. I'm so glad to join today. My favorite topic. (laughs) So 96% of law students experience stress compared to 70% of medical students and 43% of graduate students. Law students experience mental health issues at much higher rates than other graduate students. The number of law students in a particular class that experience mental health issues grows increasingly larger as they matriculate through school. Law students identified workloads, uncertainty of employment prospects, and course content as the triggers of their stress. One student put it this way, learning law is like learning a foreign language. So my question to you, Ms. Smith, is can you identify some ways that law students or just people in general can deal with the pressures of excessive workloads and in a way that they can remain productive without losing themselves? Sure. Um, First, I would suggest that they acknowledge how they're feeling on the inside and how they would like to feel. Sometimes we have to do our own check-ins to stay, you know, to see where do I want to be emotionally and where I actually am. After acknowledgement, I would absolutely encourage those who live a stressful life to increase their self-care, which could include meditation, journaling, of course, exercising, um, going outside, getting the fresh air, eating well, resting, and absolutely making time for family and friends. All of those things will help you to naturally decrease stress. And if that doesn't work and you're feeling you're still, you know, feeling overwhelmed, then it may be time to seek professional help. And I'll even go further. Um, when you're feeling very overwhelmed and you've allowed yourself to get to the point where you feel like you're in a personal crisis, well, absolutely reach out to a professional. Things are, you know, technology has made it so easy 
where you could even text a crisis line that, you know, you're having thoughts of wanting to harm yourself or others um, simply because you're feeling overwhelmed or that depression or anxiety has gotten the best of you. And look, while we're at it, I'm going to go ahead and add that crisis text line, which is 741741. And that's a, a, a universal crisis text line that you can text, you know, just to kind of have that conversation to talk about where you're at. I recently read an article published with the Law Student Divisions Before the Bar blog that identified the feelings of some law school deans. And the sentiment was kind of that law students today are simply weak. And there's a stigma among law students that, you know, they shouldn't seek help or that there's something wrong with them if they feel like they need help. So my question to you is, where is the line between weakness and having a legitimate need to seek help? Or does a line even exist? Um, I would very much say that, no, there isn't a line. I definitely think whoever made the statement about um, weakness, they are a little harsh on themselves um, because I absolutely would not classify needing help or uh, feeling overwhelmed, especially while you're attending law school, um, I wouldn't identify that as weakness. Unfortunately, that's not just typical for law students. That stigma is universal that if you seek treatment or if you can't handle the pressure, then you need to get out the kitchen, you know, then this is not made for you. So I absolutely would kind of just drop the weakness totally out of the the category and just state whenever you feel overwhelmed and stressed, then, you know, love yourself enough to seek help, to seek care. And oftentimes when we think of help, we think, oh, I have to sign up to go to therapy. But that's not always true. Sometimes just having a group session with friends will be the help that one person may need. Then there are other people who their stress is causing them to maybe abuse alcohol or um, take pills or, you know, basically involve themselves in um, self-harming behavior. Well, then at this point, they will need to seek professional help. And it's okay. I think we all need to be a little kinder to ourselves. Mm-hmm. I talked to a number of law students and I personally know some law students that have lost parents and siblings and classmates while in law school. And I can't imagine what it's like to be in law school and lose someone that's that's really close to me. So I was wondering if you could speak to how to deal with grief. Oh, grief, especially during that time of a student's life, it's it's very, very difficult. And oftentimes students are initially in uh, shock mode. There are a few stages of grief that you may or may not be familiar with, and that's denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. And if any one of the students are experiencing the stages of grief, the very first thing that I would encourage them to do is acknowledge that it's a process that although the funeral might be over and, um, you know, the services are all done, that walking out grief is a process. And there's a healthy way to do it. 
Um, sometimes during this process, again, you know, sometimes we rely on substance abuse or kind of do things that are self-harming or using uh, like negative coping skills. Um, but then there is a healthier way to grieve. And the first thing that I would say is to acknowledge that, again, it's a process and acknowledge your pain identifying supports. And again, if you don't want to immediately go to a therapist, then your supports could be other students who are grieving. And if they're, they don't have that on campus, it's okay to start one. Um, seeking out services with the counseling services, of course, on campus. And then some students, depending on who they lost, they may need to take a break. And it's okay. You know, if I can just kind of, I wish I had a magic wand and I would just kind of let everyone know that it is okay to take a moment to care for yourself, that law school will be there. Hopefully, you know, um, a job, of course, will be there. All of those things will exist. But if you're not well and if you're not taking care of yourself, then you're not going to produce at your highest functioning level. So taking time away from work, away from school, if necessary, I would also encourage them to increase their self-care. And I would like to add that most students probably don't use a lot of self-care because they're focused in on doing their academics and things like that. So um, some of the self-care practices that they can do, of course, is exercising. Of course, they can get rest, go to therapy, doing things like that, taking a mindful meditation class, those kind of things. There's a lot of anger that's associated with grief and and there's a lot of loneliness because you won't feel like anybody around you understands what you're going through. So seeking those supports is truly going to be key into them grieving in a healthy way, as well as maintaining their school responsibilities. Okay. So law school is very rigorous and competitive. As law students, we typically don't know um, how we're doing in a particular course until we get our final grade. Law school is a learning process and you, you know, you generally don't go into it just knowing everything you need to know or else why else would you be there? You have to be willing to extend grace to yourself and you have to be okay with knowing that you're doing your best and your best is okay. And, you know, um, like my mom tells me, you know, do your best. The best is all that you can do. And I was wondering if you could speak to that extending grace to yourself and just being okay with the job that you're doing. Sure. There's a lot of research that shows that we are our worst enemy and that our negative thoughts about ourselves will absolutely show up in our work performance. It'll show up in our school performance. And so most students, again, are going to be hard on themselves, especially if they're, you know, a type A personality where they thrive on being perfect and even competitive where you want to have that advantage over the other students because you're thinking about, you know, who's going to get the job later on. But that internal chatter, that internal voice oftentimes is negative. You know, we'll call ourselves, oh, you're stupid. Oh, you can't accomplish anything. and You're a failure, things like that. Um, and those are the things that we would need to alter and to change in order 
for um, even our outcomes to change. Doing your best is all that you can do, but also changing that internal chatter from negative to positive, not being so hard on yourself. And um, again, there's many studies that show that we are a lot kinder to other people than we are on ourselves. So, you know, again, changing the narrative of how you speak to yourself. Um, and they, um, there was a study that showed um, that you should talk to yourself like you would a five-year-old child. Um, you would say, you know, you're doing a great job. You know, that was really great. Even if you didn't get the grade that you want, that kind of encouragement is how our internal chatter should sound. Oh, yeah. Let's be kinder to ourselves by first being positive, having that positive internal chatter. Absolutely. Absolutely. This has been a very needed conversation that we've had. And um, my last question is, how can our listeners reach you? Sure, sure. I am a licensed therapist in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and you can reach me by calling 225 425- Four eight zero zero one nine zero, or you can email me at motivate dot me d, and that's m o t i v a t e dot m e d e e at yahoo.com. Awesome! Thank you, Miss Smith, for taking the time to be a guest on the Law Student Podcast. Thank you. Well. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Law Student Podcast. I would like to invite you to subscribe to the ABA Law Student Podcast on iTunes. You can reach us on Facebook at ABA for Law Students and at ABA LSD on Twitter. You can also find all of our law student leaders at hashtag ABA for Law Students on Facebook and Twitter. Signing off, I'm Ashley Baker. Thank you for listening. And if anything that was said today really hit home for you, or if you're experiencing depression or anxiety, please, please consider reaching out to a doctor or licensed professional counselor for help. If you'd like more information about what you've heard today, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. Subscribe via iTunes and RSS. Find us on Twitter and Facebook, or download our free Legal Talk Network app in Google Play and iTunes. Remember, U.S. law students at ABA-accredited schools can join the ABA for free. Join now at AmericanBar.org forward slash law student. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer.